Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrive market.com slash truth talks. Hi sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love his truth, live his truth and spread his truth. Hey friend, welcome to another sweet episode of Truth Talks with Tara. I hope that this finds you happy, healthy, and hopeful, sweet friend. I also hope you're buckled up and ready for a girly, gushy, romantic chat today on the show. It's been a long time coming, but we're finally going to talk about engaged life, wedding planning, and some exciting details, and what this season as fiancés have been like. My hope for this episode is to give you a deeper glimpse into Michael and I's vision for our wedding, how the wedding planning process has been going, truly, honestly, and more. Thank you so, so much for being such a special part of our lives, both of our lives, my fiance and my life. We seriously could never articulate just how grateful we are for your prayers, your support, your tips and encouragement, and just being here. Not many people can say that they have thousands of online brothers and sisters in Christ loving on them, but we are so overwhelmingly thankful to be some of those people. You just rock, okay? (laughs) Let's just get into the goodness, why don't we? Ready, set, girl time. So if you haven't heard, surprise, I'm engaged to my high school sweetheart, Michael, and we are getting married on February 27th. So about three months away from when I'm recording this episode and when it goes live. Or if you want to get technical, about 103 days, but who's counting? (laughs) 
Over on my blog, I shared the whole detailed story with stunning pictures of how Michael proposed and surprised me. So I'll link that in the show notes if you want to read more and see more. But to keep a long story short, Michael and I started dating when we were just wee 17-year-olds, exiting our junior year of high school and entering into our senior year together. We went to the same school. And honestly, I think it surprised both of us to start this relationship at a relatively young age, but we can only give credit to the Lord and his obvious directing. We strived to date seriously, I mean, as much as we could at that age. We didn't enter our dating relationship with a fling mindset. What I mean is, it wasn't something purely physical. It wasn't something that we just saw as temporary or not worth our time or investment. We both were raised to see dating as like, a launch pad of sorts into marriage, and we also believe that in our hearts too. As you can imagine, Michael and I have walked through so many different seasons together. High school, graduation, college years, distance, job careers, my physical illness, conflict, resolution, and so much more. I can honestly say that dating for four years has been hard. I mean, I loved every second of it. Please don't get me wrong. But I was ready to marry Michael about a year and a half or two years into our dating relationship. It took a lot of patience on my behalf and his, but mainly me wrestling with God, trying my hardest to wait on his timing and his will. Although it was hard to be patient, it has been so beautiful, seriously so beautiful to see how God has grown both Michael and I over the years. Sure, we could have probably gotten married a few years ago, but I can see God's goodness and ordaining hand written all over August 30th, 2020 for our engagement. God was in the process of building our trust in him, reliance on his timing, and growing us in him over the last four years of our relationship. And yes, God will keep continuing that sanctification and that growth and that trust and all of that. But if you were to ask Michael and I if God's timing is worth trusting and following, even in our hardest and most impatient times, we would tell you without a shadow of a doubt, yes. Anyway, enough of that. You came here for all of the engagement life slash wedding details, right? <laughs> Let's start out by talking about the wedding. I am so excited to spill some of the details, decor, and all the things like that with you right now. It has been so fun to share on Instagram and the blog because it's like we're all girl chatting with a hot cup of coffee or cocoa. I just love it. <laughs> but I wanted to expand a bit more and have a conversation here on the podcast. So what do we want to talk about first? Hmm, okay. Um, let's talk about why we chose February 27th as the day that we get married. This is a quick one to go over. So as I said before, Michael and I have been dating for quite some time. By the time we get married, we'll be approaching on our five-year dating mark. Whoa. <laughs> that being said, in the last year or so, we started talking about how awesome it would be to have a short engagement. Now, we're not talking like two months because I don't think I could plan it in two months, but we didn't want anything longer than six months. Plus, my parents have always told my brother and I when we get married someday to never have a long engagement if possible. Literally, for so many reasons, there could be a whole nother podcast episode on that topic itself. But Michael and I were pretty resolute in that, and we didn't see anything crazy hindering like job-wise or travel-wise. So after Michael proposed in August, we literally just planned six months out from there and ta-da. That's where we got February 27th. I mean, not the most glamorous or romantic or 
I don't know. It's not like the fanciest story, but that's it. And it's going to be a great day. Now, as far as the look and feel of the wedding, a lot of it has to do with being a February wedding. I mean, weddings and the themes have a lot to do with when you get married time of year. Sure, it isn't like a December Christmas wedding, but we're going for more of a winter theme. People have asked us a lot lately, what is the theme of your wedding? Well, it's not like horse themed or glitter themed or flower themed. <laughs> But if we could describe our theme in a few words, we would say elegant, intimate, classic, and God-honoring, of course. <laughs> our venue is a beautiful open concept room, giant room with wood floors and exposed white brick walls. There are beautiful white rafters with twinkle lights strung everywhere, so it's basically just a dream. It's a simple layout, and we won't be having our guests travel from one place to another. I mean, everything, ceremony, and reception will be there in that one place. But we love it. It was honestly a place that I wanted to get married at six months into our dating relationship. Don't tell Michael. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He knew, but it included a lot of things we wanted at a great price, so we booked it right away. I'm pretty sure I, I booked the venue like two or three weeks after we got engaged. So like I said before, think of the Michael and Tara wedding as elegant, simple, intimate, and classy. We obviously want the ceremony and even reception to be wholly God-honoring. After all, that's what marriage is about, and that's what our lives are about and for. So we're planning the ceremony to include a beautiful message, some worship music, and other elements to make it worshipful. Our colors are emerald green, dark charcoal gray, white with some gold accents. Honestly, every time I say it or think about it, I swoon a little bit. But it's funny, if you were to tell me over a year ago that I would be so excited about a winter-themed wedding, I would be flabbergasted. Seriously, before a few months ago, my Pinterest board was full-on summer wedding, like mauve, pink, um, yellow, maybe some blue, baby colors. But for us, it came down to getting married as soon as we could. So February landed perfectly, and as we planned, I've fallen more and more in love with the deeper, warmer feel and colors, like as it's coming together. My bridesmaids will really set the tone for the emerald green color that we have in our theme. They have these beautiful, and I mean beautiful, floor-length velvet dresses in a deep emerald green color. They're super simple, but so elegant and flattering. I'm really excited to have seven of my closest friends and loved ones stand up with me on that day, looking seriously so gorgeous and Oh my gosh, I can't wait to show you. And our groomsmen will be wearing a beautiful medium gray colored suit and we're hoping to find some bow ties that are like emerald green to go with the theme. I'm just picturing it all come together and it makes me so excited. Plus, I love girl chatting with you about this, so that's exciting. <laughs> okay, next, how about flowers? So we're going to keep it relatively simple with flowers because it will be February and not like summer with all of the flower options, right? Picture a lot of greenery with some white seasonal flowers. Our florist is a sweet friend from our church and talented florist, so I'm super excited to see how she brings it all to life. I mean, to be honest, the flower aspect of the wedding has been one of like the least important things to me, the things that I'm like not that excited about, but my mom loves flowers and greenery and all the things, so it's been fun to come up with ideas for that. I'm so excited to see how she puts together my bouquet, the bridesmaids bouquets, and some super main focal pieces for the wedding. More on that to come. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Ooh, I just remembered something. Before I move on, I think I need to give you an important piece of information about our wedding. You're probably wondering, how is this all going to happen with the worldwide pandemic that we're in? even if it's three months from now. No one knows. As I record this, Oregon is still in stage two, and we're actually in the middle of another shutdown or freeze that our governor likes to call it. So who knows what will happen in three months? But yes, some people have said that we are having a quote-unquote COVID wedding, but Michael and I don't really like to call it that. We're standing on the fact that we're getting married, COVID or no COVID, rain or shine, big wedding or small wedding. So it's been a bit of a challenge to plan certain aspects of the wedding, like how many people we can actually invite, which has been the hardest thing for us. Depending on what regulations look like in a few months, we can either invite 100 people or 200 people to our wedding. And that number is absolutely wholly determined by the venue space and also the state rules. So that's what we're moving forward with right now, but... Let's be honest, we could just freeze and be scared and not plan anything until we know for sure, but life has to go on, right? We're planning for our number, and if the Lord wills something else to change, like smaller numbers, we will cross that bridge with Him. It's been super difficult at times to plan and not know how many people can come, wondering if we'll actually get to celebrate with our people, since I have a really big family, Michael has a pretty big family, and we have lots of friends, but... Michael and I and our families are desperately trying to remember that for us, getting married sooner is the most important, period. We are ready. PSA, don't worry. We are going to try our best to abide by our venue's desires for the pandemic regulations and keep our guests as healthy and comfortable as possible. Just felt like I needed to throw that out there. (laughs) Planning a wedding in 2020 is a whole new level, friend, but oh man, are we excited. 
I was just texting with Michael right before I recorded this about invitations and other random things, and he just randomly noted how over the moon excited he is that we're finally getting married, like, so soon. So just little things like that. We were just saying how no matter what comes in three months, sure, we're probably going to run into more stress, but we are just, we're ready to get married. It's going to happen. We feel God's absolute confidence and approval over this, so however it happens, it's going to happen. Anywho, back to what we were talking about. One of the biggest parts of the wedding that we're excited about is the food. Now, I realize that food is just food. I mean, food is really good. Don't get me wrong. But my family, Michael and I, are so excited about treating our guests and loved ones to such a fun and enjoyable night. And to us, food is more about like not just because it tastes really good, but just because it creates an atmosphere that's really homey, inviting, and it just invites people to stay for a while and have fun. So after a random Google search, I literally found a local caterer and we set up a few appointments and tastings. Honestly, my family and I were a little bit nervous about the catering aspect of the wedding planning just because it's such a big part. Anyway, long story short, after an amazing tasting, like amazing, we booked the very same local catering business. They are a lovely family who I describe as homestyle food, but elegant. Homestyle meaning it's delicious comfort food without the unreasonable price and the elegant catering supplies and service. Seriously, I can't recommend them enough. This might make your mouth water, but here goes. We're going to have beef tri-tip, scalloped potatoes, cheesy French bread, green beans, Caesar salad, water, lemonade, and coffee. I seriously want another taste of his food again because, oh my word, I seriously wish you could come to the wedding or I could ship you a plate wherever you are because, wow, having a nice meal has been very important to my parents as a way to really love on and treat our guests and people that come to the wedding. So we are so thankful this worked out. God really came through. I mean, doesn't he always? <laughs> and of course, one of the biggest questions I'm getting a lot is, Tara, what does your dress look like and can we see it? Because a while ago, actually, honestly, probably a week or two after I got engaged, I got my wedding dress and I was really surprised that it was the first place I went to. It's from Beholden, B-H-L-D-N. It is a sister company to Anthropology, and I was so shocked. My mom and I were so shocked we found it that day. Oh my goodness, sis, though, it's killing me to not show you my dress, but I really want to keep it a secret. Only a handful of people, mainly my family, bridesmaids, and a few others, know what my dress looks like. It's obviously imperative, too, that Michael doesn't see it, and with how vocal I am on social media, it'd be pretty hard to share it and him not see it, right? <laughs> all I can say is, here are the three dress styles that you all have guessed the most over on my Instagram. Number one, mermaid style. Number two, princess ball gown. And number three, like a bohemian lace dress. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait until the wedding to see the pictures. Trust me, friend. This isn't easy for me not to show you, but uh, we can do it. <laughs> Let's chat about a few other random details before we move on to like two of my biggest lessons I've learned so far from wedding planning and quote unquote engagement life. I hope this lighthearted episode has given you a fun peek into more of the nitty gritty and exciting details of the day and how we've been putting it together. It's really fun to talk about it here because the wedding planning happens behind the scenes mainly. It's for the most part off social media and so this is tons of fun to talk. Here are a few final details I'll update you on right now. 
we're planning on having my church's pastor and Michael's pastor from his church do our ceremony together. So one does the first half and one does the second half. We're really excited to plan out the order of the ceremony soon with my pastor, with the pastors together, but we're looking forward to having some of our favorite men dedicate our marriage to the Lord together, just have both of our worlds together. We really want a few worship songs sprinkled in throughout the ceremony too. Also, we aren't going to write our own vows, but we're both, Michael and I, are looking forward to choosing vows that we both love. I know that there are so many different variations nowadays on the wording. Um, People have written different versions of it, so we'll see how that goes. We're going to also have a dance floor for the reception to Michael's chagrin. I'm just kidding. I love you, Michael. And one of my dearest friends and the most amazing professional photographers is going to capture our day for us, starting early in the morning when we get ready at the venue, put the makeup and the hair on, until the evening when Michael and I drive away. To us, photos were one of the most important investments in the wedding because we know that we'll use them and look back on them forever. Finally, here are a few things that we still have left to be decided on in like the second half of our engagement because we've already been engaged for three months and then three more to go. We got to decide on what our guest book will look like, wording for signage around the venue, the order of the ceremony, and some random things like that. Other than those things, we've been spoiled by God. Let's just put it that way. Although there are still... There still may be some potential roadblocks we run into over the next few weeks and months with the pandemic. We feel so blessed in this planning process. There have been minimal and infrequent moments of stress and anxiety. We have been surrounded by so many people willing to help, offering to lend us decor and other items for free, helping hands during the day, and so much more. I could seriously cry thinking about the generosity, love, and prayers. And honestly, I have cried. All tears of joy, all tears of joy. But man, we feel so undeserving of God's goodness poured out on us in this season, but seriously so thankful at the same time. Okay, I hope you're sticking with me. This girl chat has been so much fun and I hope that whatever stage of life and love that you're at, this has been fun and enjoyable to listen to. I'm sure loving it. So to wrap up this episode, I'd love to share a few of the biggest lessons I or we, Michael and I, have been learning during this time of engagement. Just two that I've been learning and really focusing on. And I mean, it's funny. I have been looking forward to this season of engagement and getting married basically ever since I met Michael or ever since I was a little girl and knew what marriage was. And I had so many ideas of what it would look like in my head. But now that we're actually here, everything has really changed. I've been surprised and I'm sure Michael has too, but it's been a blessing. The biggest lesson I've learned in this season of engagement so far has been the importance of preparing for our marriage more than we do our wedding day. Now, sure, the wedding is a huge, huge day. February 27th is going to be the best day in the history of ever for us. Yes, there's a lot of things that go into planning, let me tell you. What everyone says about wedding planning is true. But I think sometimes people get a little too obsessed with the wedding planning and they forget about the fact that they're getting married. Okay, that sounded weird, but I think you get me. The wedding day is merely a launching pad into marriage. It's like... The wedding day is the couple jumping on the trampoline and when they jump off, they're jumping into marriage. That was a weird illustration, but you get what I'm saying. It's a giant celebration, yes, but it means that you and your fiance will be married and that lasts the rest of your lifetime under God. So Michael and I have been learning to prepare our hearts and lives for marriage more than we do on our wedding day, just the singular day. For us, this has looked like prioritizing premarital counseling with our pastor, continuing to grow deeper in our individual walks with the Lord, and reading some amazing Christian books. 
Also, I know I'm not an expert by any means, and I'm sure a married woman could give you more insight, but here's another thing. I've also learned and realized that the more I prepare my heart and my life with God and Michael for marriage, the less stressful and overwhelming wedding planning is. Meaning the more I focus on preparing my heart to be a God-honoring wife and build my faith, the more I enjoy wedding planning because I don't see it like this. I don't see it as, ugh, if I don't get that centerpiece or that decor the way I want, then my wedding is ruined. Then my marriage is ruined. No, no, no. (laughs) The focus turns away from being overly negatively obsessed with every little detail of February 27th, and then it switches onto finding peace and contentment with the day-to-day because first and foremost, what's important is that I'm getting married to my love. It's kind of a cool trickle effect, really. And last but not least, this lesson has a little to do with the first one we just talked about. Michael and I have been really challenged in this area in the best ways, learning not to obsess, like negatively obsess, or run ourselves mad over the little details, emphasis on the word little. Now, I'm not saying that when you're planning a wedding, you shouldn't care about the details. Wedding planning is beautiful and exciting and wonderful, and the details are so fun. But we mess up when we drive ourselves crazy by gathering up all the little details and holding on to them too tightly. We've been learning over the process of booking vendors and doing all those sorts of things that all we can do is try our best and if a door closes, then that's that. The little things like throwing glitter on every single table for added effect is something that shouldn't be worried about or throw us into a frenzy for a single second. We've been learning to focus on the big things, how we want our day to feel and prioritizing that, how we want our guests to feel. For us, we wanted a beautiful venue, amazing food, awesome pictures, and a God-honoring setting. Everything else was just details and we could be flexible with them. If we couldn't find a vendor that we wanted for flowers, then that was fine for us. We would keep looking. But the big things we had sorted out so the little things didn't matter as much. They merely just add touches. And if they didn't work out, then that's fine because we have the overall theme. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's been really helpful for us. It's helped us stay flexible, especially planning a wedding during COVID. It's helped us not stress over things that are a waste of money, and it's helped us say no to things that we don't really want, even if that's what everyone else does. At the end of the day, we as brides and future brides and your husband, fiancés, we need to ask ourselves, will this wedding planning or marriage planning element get me closer to God? Will it help me grow in my faith and help me be a better wife someday? Does this matter in the grand scheme of things? Or is it more important that we just get married and honor the Lord in whatever that looks like? So sweet friend, that's our story. That's the engagement life update and the wedding planning tea. I hope this lighthearted episode was entertaining, encouraging, and uplifting. Like I said before, it has been so incredibly beautiful to include you in this process I would have never imagined that when I would be planning a wedding and getting married that I would have a ton of online friends like you to share this with. It is seriously such a joy. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to leave a rating and review below. We recently hit 200 reviews on the podcast and I seriously can't stop praising the Lord. And not because it's just a number, but because he's having his way through the podcast. God is speaking his truth, and I can't believe he's choosing to use the podcast as one of the many ways to do that. And goodness, I can't believe that 200 of you would take the time to write something so genuine about the podcast in the Apple Podcasts app. So can we get some more submitted? Every time a rating and review goes through, it helps the podcast climb in the charts. And in turn, it helps more people find the podcast and ultimately hear about God. 
ultimately know, love, and live God's truth, right? Again, thank you so much, sweet friend. I cannot wait to chat with you again soon. It's been such a blessing to talk all things wedding, life, and Jesus with you today. Love you so much, and I'll see you next time.